Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Today's date is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Uh, today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 160, the second paragraph that starts, Many a man, man yet dazed from his hospital experience through one paragraph ending in to let him know there was a haven at last. Uh, today's readers are uh, Nancy P is going to read the steps, Kelly I for the traditions, uh, Darlene H, Rachel P will be the uh, main readers, the uh, uh, newcomer greeters Colleen M and second hour host is going to be Pete B. The um, reference number for yesterday's uh, special edition is 20,765. Okay. Um, Overeaters Anonymous is, an in, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Nancy P. to read the 12 steps. Nancy? Hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, and the 12 steps are as follows. Uh, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics or compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate it. Next, we're going to have ask Kelly I to read the 12 traditions. Kelly? Good morning, Kelly I, compulsive overeater with the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. All right. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Uh, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does not or does request, excuse me, that you're sharing me directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big book on page 160, uh, the second paragraph that starts, Many a man, yet days from his hospital experience, down through there was a haven at last. Um, now I'm going to ask uh, Darlene H. to get us started. Darlene? Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everybody. My name is Darlene H., recovered in Georgia. Many a man, yet days from his hospital experience, has stepped over the threshold of that house into freedom. Many a, an alcoholic who entered there came away with an answer. He succumbed to the gay crowd inside who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his. Impressed by those who visited him at the hospital, he capitulated entirely when later in an upper room of this house, 
He heard the story of some man whose experience closely tallied with his own. The expression on the faces of the women, that indefinable something in the eyes of the men, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place, conspired to let him know that here was a haven at last. When I read this, I cannot help but think about the first time well, it wasn't the first time, but the first time I really remember walking into an OA meeting. And, um, and I, I, you know, it was 23 years ago or more than that at this point, but I remember just walking into this, it was an old library, walking into this library and seeing all these people sitting there and they were happy and I was angry. I was so angry. And remember sitting in the back of the room, arms crossed, don't come near me. Um, And then to think how over time I heard my story, how I, I listened to these people, I looked at them, I saw that they had, um, you know, their eyes were clear, that they were happy. Uh, It really, I think that was, of course, there was been people there, but that, I think what impresses me the most is when, or impressed upon me the most, was that they were happy people, comfortable in their own skin. Their face, their eyes were clear, that they knew who they were and they owned it. And they were just so welcoming and kind to me and patient. You know, it took me a long time to open up. And uh, since that time, I have always found a haven in Overeaters Anonymous meetings. The folks in this program have been, you know, wonderful. It's always been, where have I been? Um, But this has been my home since then. And I'm so grateful that over the years I've come and gone, I've always come back. The doors have always been open. The hand has always been outstretched to me. That... um, for over four years now, I haven't found it necessary to leave the program, and that now I am that welcoming hand, that I am uh, open to others, and hopefully others see in me the clear eyes, the the confidence in my own skin, um, my ability to share this message with them through my own personal experience that's helpful to others. What an incredible gift. I had no idea when I walked through the doors the first time, the real first time, that this was going to be my life today. And I'll tell you, I don't want any other. So thank you for letting me share. Well, thank you so much for getting started. All right. Now I'm going to open the floor up and and ask for volunteers to to share. If you shared in, in the last three days, we asked you to hold back and let everybody have a chance. There'll be something like 400 people on here, so we need to take turns. If you shared on Thursday or Friday, we ask you to, to, to hold off. So, who would like to share on this paragraph? Katie G. Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. Alex okay. G. All right. All, right. all of that, I got Katie G. Um, Rick J. Kelly S. Kelly S. I got Penny P. New Jersey. 
What was that? Lauren Grace B, New Jersey. Lauren Grace Okay. Okay. Uh, Alec B. Yeah, Alex. I'm missing somebody right there. There was a. Lauren Grace B, New Jersey. Lauren Grace. Leia S, Brooklyn, New York. Was there a line grade and a Laura from New Jersey both, or did I miss that? I think there was. I think right, well, that's the same person. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to try it anyway. All right. Let's get started. Uh, Katie G. from Boston, you're up. Hey, friends. Thanks for hearing me this morning, and uh, thanks for letting me share. This is Katie G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Boston, and um, there are so many things that I want to share over the past 16 years. I can so relate to the first speaker, but I just want to speak of this meeting. This meeting is my heart. When I first came in, um, I was very young uh, emotionally, and I heard freedom, and I heard an answer. Um, I can't see all of you, but I can hear the stimulating. Stimulating means it encourages new ideas. I mean, we talk about the same paragraph for two hours, three hours a day. There are so many of you that inspire me, that challenge me. And as the previous speakers say, like, Overeaters Anonymous is the first place I felt home. I've been 228 pounds, I have been 110 pounds, I've been ravaged by the disease of anorexia, bulimia, and compulsive eating. And the thing is, for me to feel safe, you know, I remember being a little girl, and before I picked up, I felt like I should be somebody else doing something else with some other people at some other time. I chronically felt like I didn't fit in. And today, this electric, which electric means um, thrilling, exciting, riveting. Um, and I, ha you know, I have to be careful, right? Watch for excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. But the thing is, there's an answer. This isn't just like feel good anonymous, right? This is, we have a solution. And the solution provides haven. And haven is safety, a refuge. I feel safe. I feel secure, I feel happy, but the thing that's the most incredible is that you all are teaching me an answer. You all are teaching me God, right? And how do I get to God? Through these 12 steps. And how do I demonstrate God? With kindliness, patience, tolerance, love. And what does that mean? It means that when I get through these 12 steps, thanks be to God today, I am get, I've gotten through these 12 steps again. And I'm helping others today that I've had an, 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 a whole idea, ideas, emotions, and attitudes that were once the guiding force of my life have to be changed. And you all have saved me. You all have grown me up through graduate school, through um, meeting my husband, through getting married, through losing babies, through having babies, through losing, potentially losing my husband. You all have created a haven for me. 
Overeaters Anonymous is the first place in my adult life that I haven't gotten kicked out of, that when I've been at my lowest, when I've been the most humiliated because of things I've said or done on this line or with the people that walk before me, and what have you done? You've given me love. And I, too, have settled into my skin. I like who I am today. And I know that that God-shaped void that wanted to be filled has been filled by God and all of you. And with that, I do pass. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Next, we have Kelly S., and she'll be followed by Penny P. and Rick J. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, family and friends. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for your service. Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, really got glad about this paragraph. This paragraph just gives me chills. Um, there's just so much in it. And I love the whole thing. You know, he um, stepped into freedom. And that's what this program promises, you know, that we're going to get freedom. You know, it's not just about food. It's not just about weight, which took me 20, 30 years to figure out in these rooms, right? Um, and, and it gives me freedom not just from food, but from all those character defects and, and bondage of self. And I love this because, you know, like, um, this whole paragraph really is about love and correct information, which I've heard is the most important thing, right? And, you know, it's like he comes in here and he, he sees all these people and he finds hope. And that's what we need to, to give people. And that's what I heard on these lines. You know, I started listening to these lines and I heard that. I heard it. I heard it in the voices. It gave me hope. Then, you know, I started getting in on the Zoom meetings, and you see it in people's eyes and their faces, and you go to the meetings, and people are lighting up, and you hear people's stories, you know, and, and, I, and, and they're telling things, and I'm like, there's no way people eat like I ate, or that food, you know, think like I thought, or felt like I felt, right? And, you know, I've been over 100 pounds overweight, binging and purging five and six times a day. I know I could have been a 600 pounds, right? I've been 20 pounds underweight with binging and purging. People were telling my story. Yet they were lighting up with freedom, and, and I wanted that, and there was hope there, right? And like this guy, it says, you know, he, he capitulated entirely. So I had to surrender. I had to finally give up. That's really what it was. Yes, I had to be desperate and dying, and I had to surrender. And then, you know, it was that, and then you guys gave me the answer once I was finally willing to surrender, you know, and here was a haven at last. And now I never would have thought it, you know, and, and it talks about that and working with others, you know, Here's an opportunity we wouldn't want to miss. We're walking shoulder to shoulder. I'm like, ah, no, I'm not a kumbaya kind of person. No, yeah, I don't care if I miss that crap, right? But I do. I love it, you know. I love walking shoulder to shoulder. I do have a haven. I have a fellowship. I wouldn't give up this way of life for anything now because today I do have an answer, and I'm in freedom, right? And I just have to remember that this whole paragraph is about giving the people in relapse and the newcomers hope, you know, sharing our story. But we need to do it with love and correct information. And that was the message that I heard that was so important to me. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Um, next, we have uh, a- another Tulsa connection. We have Penny P. Penny, you're up. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's Penny P. from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I love this paragraph. It takes me back. 31 years ago when I went to treatment here in Tulsa for eating disorders. And the first thing they did was load me up in a bus, take me to Overeaters Anonymous. And it was a whole new thing for me. And I didn't think I needed that program. I had the other one. And 
I found out that a lady came by there and said, from Overeaters Anonymous, and said, do you want to go to a movie with me? Because I was in there, I was in treatment two weeks, and she um, showed love and compassion, and I felt like these people really understand. And so I've been here ever since. I've been in eating disorder programs ever since. I've been back to Overeaters Anonymous one year in November. And I thank you all for being here. What a beautiful fellowship we have. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Penny. Okay. Uh, Next we have uh, Rick J. Rick? And Rick will be followed, I think. Well, let's get to that. (laughs) Go ahead, Rick. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for your service, brother. Uh, Rick J. here. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. And um, yeah, this uh, this paragraph for me, I, I love the contrast here uh, between he succumbed to that gay crowd inside who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his compared with the paragraph recently read back on page 154 there he's he's at a lobby door and uh and it's the door opened into an attractive bar he could see the gay crowd inside and there he would find companionship and release you know and that's what he's looking for that's what he's looking for he's looking for that you know that laughter and you know and that connection and we never found it there in those places you know and you know in here you know he finds it he finds it in the fellowship you know of these people who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless condition of mind and body they're living in freedom you know he's hearing that language of the heart that connection you know i've heard that the uh the fellowship is imperfect and the steps are perfect and we need both you know, I, I can't make it unless I'm working these steps, working this program, but I can't make it without you, without the people who understand me and love me. And, you know, I just thinking about almost like a, a mental slide projector of images, you know, of, you know, of seeing and hearing the most profound things of people who, you know, are sharing with me their experience, strength and hope. And I, I know they know exactly you know, what it feels like because they've been there, but I can see where there are, you know, now I can see where they've come. I can see what they've been through and that they are living in freedom and they are truly experiencing joy. And recently I was at the uh, LA birthday party and being out on a dance floor with, with people just completely alive and it was electric and, you know, that's the kind of experiences that give me a reason to keep doing what I'm doing. We are not a glum lot, and I love all of you. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Rick. Now, my hearing is on trial here. Did did I hear a line grade J, or was that Laura J, and I just heard it wrong? Is there a, is there a line grade J? That was line grade B. Lauren Grace B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Go ahead, Lauren. 
morning, everybody. I'm Lauren Greasby, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater uh, from South Jersey. And a few things hit me in this uh, passage. Words, words hit me. Uh, freedom, the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. And, you know, people who aren't in this program look at how I eat and they think, man, that's just, it's not right. It's not freedom. But it it might appear on the outside not to be free because of limited food choices. But the truth is, I no longer have to graze. I know I no longer have to binge or steal leftovers or try to control others. And to me, that's true freedom. Because before, I didn't have a choice about whether I did those behaviors or not. And then the next word that hit me was answer, a solution to a problem or dilemma. And that is what this program has given me. It's given me a plan of eating. I don't have to wonder how much do I need to eat or what's the latest scheme of eating. And more than that, it's given me a plan for living. And now the food is just so secondary to having this plan for living so I can trust God and live happily and joyfully and freely. And the last word was uh, haven. Haven is a place of safety or refuge. And truly, OA and the presence of my God is my haven today. I am safe and protected in God's care. And as others have shared, this is the only place where people get me. I mean, my husband gets me. I've been in this program over 30 years, and he understands that I need to do these things to take care of myself. But he doesn't know what it feels like to be a compulsive overeater. And the first meeting I walked into, I it was just such a relief to know that there was going to be a place where I would be understood. And that's all I have to share. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Um, sorry, I fumbled your name there. Uh, next up, we have Alex B. Alex, good morning. Hello, good morning. This is Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm often on this line, uh, uh, compulsive overeater restrictor. I'm, all, I'm often on this line talking about uh, my higher power, talking about just how significant this program has been for my faith life, for my spirituality, how God has really done all this, and that's absolutely true. But this reading just made me want to lift up uh, the fellowship and lift up how, what a big conversion it was for me to recognize that I'm in this with everyone else, everyone else in vision, everyone else in my in-person meeting, and that that part of it, the need to rely on others, the need to rely on my sponsor, to rely on fellows, to pick up the phone, to, to send out messages, is part of what God has done. To say, hey, Alex, it's not about you. It's not about you alone. It's not about you as an individual. Um, it's about us, right? And, and, you know, and I just want to share my experience of that and, and how, I was going to this meeting online for, for a while, um, and then someone from this line who lives in my city reached out to me directly and invited me to her in-person group. And I remember that it was in that in-person group that I had my first 30 days of abstinence and then um, have had way longer than that now. Um, and, you know, and vision is so good. I mean, to, to focus on the book and the program and the spiritual recovery and emphasize it every single morning, what a gift. But also the in-person meeting is so important for me because then people see me. They see my body. They see my face. I see them. And, and we're incarnate beings. And so for me, it's just so helpful to have a, a group that I see every week 
um, who are, I'm 27, I'm, I'm young, thanks be to God, God has brought me in this young, and, and so I can live my life in service in this way, but it's, I'm much younger than a lot of people in the meeting, and, it, and it's really great to have that wisdom and that uh, welcome and that uh, support every week when I go and see these fellows face-to-face. And so I just want to lift up just what a gift it's been to have an in-person meeting as it's another level of, yes, accountability, but even more so of love and of identity. Because these are my friends who know me by name, who know how I look, and I'm able to see every week. Um, and yeah, there are some differences program-wise, but having both together um, has been really supportive for me. And it's just bringing me to a place now where I'm able to think, wow, who would have thought when I first logged on to this meeting over a year ago that I'd be where I am now? Um, where I feel so much more freedom, and I really do feel more and more called to begin that 12-step journey very soon and to sponsor and to um, continue this path of joy and to bring other people into this uh, fellowship of of God's freedom. And so uh, thank you, and with that, I pass Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you, Alec. All right. Now, the other half of my confusion, was there a a Laura besides... uh, the Laura that already, uh, Lauren that already shared. Is there a Laura? Okay, not hearing a Laura. I'm going to go to Leah S. And then we'll take a list of new names. Good morning, Leah. Thank you so much, Craig. What a, what a, what a big, <laughs> you're, you're doing an excellent job in, in sorting and, 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 and leading this meeting. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Leah S., and I'm recovered and happily grateful to God and to every one of you for this uh, meeting today. Um, uh, oh, boy, I don't know how to begin. All I want to say is that I came into the rooms in uh, vision, and um, it was only a phone call. I had my home group meeting, and it was face-to-face, and it was doing wonders. But what I experienced when I came into um, vision was something so excruciating. It's really unbelievable because I heard authenticity. I heard the truth. I heard honesty. Um, there was no, there was no one even, you know, advertising themselves or, you know, uh, it, it was just honest to goodness truth, and it was, it was uh, a way of me looking deeper into myself and wanting to better myself, and that's what this program continues to do for me. It wants me to always um, keep on looking better and better and better and do for others more and more. It's like incredible. It's not all about the food anymore. It's not, um, it's not, uh, it, it, it's so much more quality and um and, and 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 those were bonuses. Those are bonuses. You know, my f- clothes fit me. I don't have to run shopping. If I want to, I can go. It's just like um, so many so many other bonuses that have happened, and um, it's just incredible. And thank you for letting me share. I pass. Okay. Thank you. Now I've been told that I missed Rachel in that last knot. Is, is Rachel? Are you there? Would you like to share? 
Hi, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Um, can I be heard? This is Rachel Kay, compulsive overeater uh, from Indiana. Um, yeah, so I this paragraph, it reminds me, you know, the 11th tradition says attraction rather than promotion. And we, and also the image of the happy warrior. You know, sometimes with sponsees, I can be like, okay, you need to do this and this and this, and it can be overwhelming and your three phone calls, and whatever. I have to remember the hope because I was desperate. Um, for I was in this program for 15 years before I finally got, you know, recovered, before I finally got abstinent by the grace of God um, back in 2000. And, um, you know, one of the things that I had to hang on to was hope that this is, you know, that yes, recovery is hard. The footwork is hard. I'm going to have to do a lot of stuff that I don't want to do. I still have to do a lot of stuff that I don't feel like doing, but that there is joy. There is hope that it does get better. Um, You know, I can remember not wanting to pick up chips because I thought, you know, for length of abstinence, because I thought, you know, isn't that kind of like bragging, isn't it? And, you know, people said to me early on, no, you need to do it, not for yourself, but for the newcomer to show that, yes, there is a way out. Um, because if we don't present an attract, if we don't show that there is joy, then, you know, people are going to, people are going to die. People will go elsewhere or they'll die. You know, this is a serious illness. We're not a glum lot. But this is a serious illness, and unless I can reassure people, yes, it does get better. Yeah, sometimes the first 60 days, first 90 days, whatever, are really difficult, but it's so much better. Um, and I, I can recall, you know, the first few days of abstinence, just, I, I did. I had to go through some withdrawal, but thinking, you know what, this is, this is better than it was. If it, if it, even if it doesn't get better than this, it's better than it was. And thank God that there were people there to hold my hand and who had smiles on their faces and were a healthy body weight, because that is important. You know, we, we die slowly of this illness, whether it be whatever the manifestation, under eating, overeating, compulsive exercise, whatever it is, we die slowly. We lose feet, we lose limbs to diabetes heart disease, um, and I could see people who were healthy and happy in their skin and in their bodies. So anyway, thanks for calling on me, and I pass. Okay, thank you, Rachel. All right, now I'm going to take a new list, and uh, be kind to me here, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, be a little bit slow with your name. If you shared in the last three days, we again ask you to hold off and share it on Thursday or Friday. So. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Uh, Ted from New Jersey. Somebody from New Jersey. Uh, Ted from New Jersey. Ted, Ted. all right. Who else? else? Russ M. Russ M. Who else? It's a wonderful paragraph. Who else? I'm sorry, who? Amy G. Amy G. Thank you, Amy. 
Yeah, a little Bro-na-dee. faster than this. Who? Rona D. Rona, all right. Helen C. from Virginia. Helen C. Got you, Helen. Anybody else? All right. Well, that's a nice little list. Let's go ahead and go. Uh, Ted from New Jersey, you're up. Okay, thank you uh, for your service. Yeah, my name is Ted. I am a compulsive food uh, binger um, from New Jersey. Yeah, actually, um, this is like my second time on this meeting, and um, I really like it, uh, actually. It's, um, it's very positive. And, um, you know, when I first came in here, um, you know, I said to myself, oh, I really don't fit in, you know. Uh, don't see too many guys, whatever it might be, but, you know, it's not helping me. But reflecting on a positive mind that I have today is uh, there are a lot of people that called me on the phone and uh, reached out to me. And even, like, on a Saturday night, I was struggling. They would stay on the phone with me for, like, an hour. The kind of kindness I received was just uh, really amazing. And um, thanks for a positive mind today. I could see that, but I couldn't see it back then. And um um, but the, yeah, my higher power, um, you know, I, I do the meditation prayer more, but, um, he's been taking things slowly away from me. Like I didn't get totally this, everything, you know, the, the, the takeout food went away and, uh, certain foods went away and each day it's getting better, but I wasn't shook, like stopped all everything at one time, but, um, that's just my own path, but I'm very grateful to be here and I do need to develop more, uh, into the fellowship part of this program. I think I, that's something I need a lot more improvement on, uh, but uh, I'm working progress, and I'm just thankful God woke me up today, and I was able to hear a positive message. So, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, Ted. All right, before we go to Russ, I want to remind everybody that we're on page 160, the second paragraph that begins, many a man yet dazed from his hospital experience down through a haven at last. So, Russ, Philly Flash, are you up? <laughs> Good morning. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, Russ, I'm recovered compulsive overeater from Marshtown, PA. So, uh, safe haven last, whatever that last term was, man. Craig, you alluded to it before the recording that this meeting, man, oh, man, I could go on and on and on, stumbling in here with, with life all over the place and a junkie and just upside down, not even be able to take care of what I had and just stealing from my kids and ugh. And then I get on this line and I this this vision for you brings me right back to the to two thousand seventeen when I came in the doors, man. And that that out that hand was out there. You didn't know me from anybody. And y'all know who I'm talking about. Each and every one of those voices that reached out to me. When I was so sick, I was so sick, and I know we we kind of you know split hairs on the meeting and the service and the and the steps and how God is involved. Look, God placed me in here, and if it's not for this meeting, I don't become close to God. I don't. It's it was a haven for me, and it gave me my life back through this meeting, working the steps. I became closer to God. Now I'm, you know, I'm growing into being a man. 
at, at 51 years old. I'm still meds and meds. You know, I'm still a little off. But at least I'm not stealing from my kids. I'm not destroying relationships and just bulldozing people. So when I, ugh, when I hear this, I get so emotional because I can't believe the life I have, even in my brokenness. It's pretty, pretty, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. And it's not because of anything but someone extending their hand to me and accepting me broken. And uh, just always being there for me. So, you know, I owe. You know, I, I got to do it for someone else. And that's, I think that the vision for you, for me, for Russell, that's what this chapter tells me. It's like, yo, dude. You can't hoard what's going on. You got to serve others in your life all the way around, not just in program, but in life. And it's it's difficult because people are challenging, and you know I'm challenging in my own head. You know I I, you know, I have obsessions and things that distract me. But I'm like like the previous guy said, previous fellow said, we're works in progress, and if we surrender to God, we got a chance of doing some good things. So I love you guys, and I mean that. I hope you know that. So y'all have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Russ. Okay. Next we have Amy G followed by Rona D and then Helen P and then maybe we'll have time again for another name or two. Amy, you're up. Thanks, Craig. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you everyone for your service today. This has been such an awesome meeting. I've got like chills, just like gratitude chills about uh, what everyone has shared about where they've come from and the power of identification in a meeting of where you can hear or see recovery and hope and your story. I mean, this paragraph says it all that, you know, whose experience closely tallied his own, laughing at their own misfortunes and understanding his, something in the eyes of the men. And I remember when I was finally beaten and pummeled by this disease and willing and open and saw in this meeting the eyes of what the promises say of contentment and peace, not not just happiness, but peace. And as others have talked about, you know, this is a disease, a dis-ease. I had a dis-ease living in my own skin. I was never at peace. I was craving the highs that was craving the food. It was never enough. A constant barrage of negative self-talk, judgment and criticism of others, insecurity, self-will run riot, self-centered fear. I mean, you name it, I had it in spades. I was never able to be at peace. And I wanted the anesthetizing that the food, the illusion that the food gave me. And the more I ate, the more I craved, the more uncomfortable I felt. There was no peace. And when I saw and I hear on the line today the peace, the gratitude, the love, the contentment, even when people are struggling, the finding the gratitude in life because of these 12 steps. I mean, this program, this fellowship, you all are my God squad. Ultimately, you are what have pointed me through these 12 steps to a higher power, to my God, that have brought me that peace. That is one of the most important promises to me this program offers is to find contentment and peace. The 12 steps are my anchor for my day in the whirling dervish of my life. 
my life may be up and down and all over the map, but this program is my anchor where I can find peace and contentment. This hour in the morning is my peace and my contentment. It is my serenity. It is my God. And I'm so grateful because every time I get on this line, I hear that gratitude and you point me back to my higher power. And it says to me, I'm going to be okay one day at a time if I work this program. And I'm so grateful to you all today. And I wish you all a blessed day. With that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Amy. All right. Next, we have Rona D. And followed by Helen P. Rona, you're up. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Brona with a B, Brona D from Northern yeah. Ireland. Um, no worries, no worries. You're doing a great job. Grateful to be here. Grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. And yeah, dazed was the word that, that jumped out. You know, dazed, confused when I first came to this meeting. Um, it's coming up to three years now. And and I just thought, you know, these, are, are these people competing to show how much they know? And just full of judgment, full of pointing my finger at other people. And, and, I, and I wanted to recognize for what I knew. I just, you know, looking for something from other people. And, and I'm so grateful that someone from these meetings and, and people do, you know, carry the message to in other meetings. And it was on a Zoom meeting that I, I met my sponsor. And, and the thing that really struck me about her was her just complete humility and honesty of, where she'd come from with the food and she she spoke the message loud and clear with me you know and her humility and how she continued to have to deal with this you know through 10 11 and 12 and and that's exactly how it is for me today you know thank you god the food is removed and i get opportunities i get opportunities when my boss calls me three times and i think oh my goodness what's wrong and and i get opportunities to trust god i get opportunities to to see where the resentment is coming in and, and I get quicker at spotting it and I get opportunities to to be of service to others, to to reach out and to speak up. Like I was petrified the first time I, I, I shared on this line. It was on my knees asking God to give me some kind of words to make some kind of sense. But it you know, it happened <laughs> and the world had stopped turning and, and it continues to turn to to be grateful for for you guys on this this meeting for people who are carrying this message so that I can continue to carry it and and it just strikes me the the title of this chapter vision for you you know I want God's vision for me you know and that's a humble servant you know can I go on doing what God would have me do being who God would have me be and uh, yeah that's enough I'll get to to get to that in a day so with that I'll pass and thank you so much for letting me share okay thank you <clears throat> thank you Brona uh, next up, we have Helen P. Helen? Yes, it's From Helen Virginia. P. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Helen. Uh, okay, thank you, Greg. I'm Helen C. From Virginia, a recovered compulsive over to recover for today. And first, I'd like to thank you for your very powerful share you gave on Saturday. That was very powerful. Thank you. Uh, mm. Just like to say, I've been here since... Uh, 2018 and uh, love the way we read paragraph by paragraph because it brings us for me it brings this book alive and even being here since 2018 even today this paragraph you know it seems you know brighter than ever uh, uh, 
just uh, it seemed to paint a beautiful picture. This just this paragraph, you know, just uh, that uh, with the people open that large house for the for this community, and just walking in there um, with the laughter and you know, and the people, you know, gay the gay crowd and whatnot. Just, just feel like a big old hug to me. That walking in a room such as that, and um, I, it, compared to the pain wave where I went, where I opened the door and the first thing that stared at me was the scale that I had to jump up on, you know, and which was going to tell me whether I was bad or good. And then, of course, I had to go by the desk and and you know deliver the check. So, but. Uh, and I think that's what my soul was looking for, something like what they're receiving here in this big, beautiful uh, room, in this beautiful home. And um, I, you know, and it sounds like it's a lot of love. And I think that's, you know, exactly what I was, my soul was looking for, the love. And even at the, bo- last, uh, at the bottom of the paragraph, they talk about the electric atmosphere. That's, you know, that sounds like, you know, lots of energy and a lot of love and a big old hug. And I am ever grateful that I am in this program that offers this for me. And that's why I, I have stayed for over 40 years in this program. But the longer I stay, the more I get from this program. And I, and I love this uh, meeting on uh, five days a week and with the special edition on Saturday, Sunday. And um, I, don't ever plan to leave this program. I love it because uh, the miracle did happen here for me. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share in with that. I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Helen. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we have about five minutes, so I can take a couple of short shares. Uh, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Sue Ann W. Sue Ann. Who else? Stephanie R. Stephanie R. Okay, let's go. I think that's probably all we're going to have time for. Suzanne, go ahead. Good morning. Thank you for your service, Greg. Um, Good morning, everyone. I wanted to speak about the recovery that I saw in the first time I went into an OA room before pandemic. People were hugging me, people I didn't even know. And they were all strangers to me. And I was just wide-eyed with what's going on in here. And it really was a haven for me. I, I didn't realize that at the time because I was brand new and I was actually even asked to help, which was to take the literature back to the closet where it was in. And I was amazed that I was just asked to be one of the fellows at that meeting. And I kept going to that meeting until pandemic and I got more help from the fellows in there that I'll never forget. And I want to say thank you for this meeting I have to actually pay on my phone plan for this meeting, and that's how much I love this meeting. I'm willing to pay whatever just to be at this great meeting. And thank you for your service, everyone, and thanks for letting me share. Okay, thank you so much. All right, uh, Stephanie R., you're up. All right, thank you all so much for being here. This has been home for me. I just feel such Ah, such a peace when I am able to, and I am able to to call in every single weekday because I know from every single person on this line 
there was a divine connection with my higher power because I am able to to see that connection that I have. I, when I first came into OA, um, I came in in 1980s, and then I left and came back in uh, about 2015. And what I learned initially was abstinence. And, and that was good because I was able to find the foods that were not to be in my life and the things that were making me um, not really be happy with who I am. But it wasn't until I saw recovery coming to a vision for you that I was able to find the difference, that spiritual connection, that thing that connects me to my divine power that lets me know that I am here. I have a voice. I have a purpose. And that purpose is directed by God. And I'm so very grateful that I was able to find vision, which I call home. And I am able to say, thank you, God, for giving me serenity in my life when I check in and say, this is where I need to be. This is how I want to live. And I'm so very grateful for each and every one of you because you helped me stay okay with being me. And that's such a gift, such serenity. And with that, I'll pass. Okay, thank, uh, thank you very much. Looks like I should have taken that third name. Um, uh, got a couple of minutes. Anybody else want to share? Go ahead. Good morning, everybody. This is Krista F. I'm a compulsive eater in Georgia, and I just wanted to say um, this has been such a, a warm and fuzzy, touchy-feely meeting, which is great, and I love all the gratitude, and I, I'm a newcomer. I, I'm still under three months, and I am gratefully, gratefully working through the steps with a sponsor and having a very new experience in the steps than I've ever had before. And I just wanted to say for anybody that might also be new or that might be back in the food like I have been more than once, and doesn't feel all of the gratitude and the warm and the fuzzy um, that what it took for me, I always thought I had to clean myself up before I could ask for help. But what it took for me was reaching out for help even when I was in the food. And then one thing, and that was the willingness to put down the food for just one day. I could not get unblocked until I put down the food. I could not receive any positive message about gratitude or abstinence or joy or life beyond until I put down the food. And that took one phone call and that was asking for help and then making a commitment for one day to be willing to put down the food. That's all I wanted to share. My name's Krista with a K, F as in Frank. I'm in Georgia. Thank you. Thank you, Krista. Thanks for taking us out. I'm going to all that good. So, um, uh, thank you for everybody who shared. I don't have the uh, share ID yet for today's meeting. Um, so, uh, maybe, let's see. Yeah, I do. Okay, the share ID for today's meeting is 200766. And that's for today, October 23rd. Uh, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Rachel P., please read a Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Rachel? Good morning. This is Rachel P., Recover Compulsory in Pennsylvania. 
Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't thought. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.